0: Welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place You're listening to the Christ-Centered Conversation Podcast where we share and hold conversations to engage, empower and enliven We hope you enjoy this episode God bless
1: So hi everyone, welcome to another session of Christ-Centered Conversations Uh, Today Maureen and I will be once again looking at the Lenten Booklet and in particular, we'll be looking at page 73. It is the chapter on A Lifeline on the Age of Chaos by Jessica. And uh, this is a really, really beautiful uh, reflection, uh, in particular about Mary. And I I think Maureen uh, uh, and I were just sharing a bit just now, uh, preparing for this podcast and I think Maureen has so much to share about this uh, um, article that has struck her. And I'm just going to hold a space and invite Maureen to just jump in to just share some of her maybe poignant reflections or areas in which this uh, article, very beautifully written by Jessica, who spoke to her. And then from there, we'll have a conversation. So over to you, Maureen.
0: Thanks, Chris. Hi everyone, I'm so glad to be able to share on this series and yeah as Chris was saying I really really enjoyed the article by Jessica on her relationship with Mother Mary and how praying the rosary has been such a powerful source of spiritual nourishment in her own journey of faith. I think when I was reading it, I remember chuckling so much at different (laughs) moments. Uh, The different images, the different um, analogies she was using uh, Mm. to describe and really one key food that came out from uh reading her writing was really a reminder for myself uh, of who Mary is in my life. Oftentimes Mary is someone who is silent. Uh simply there, you know, clearing the things or being there. And many times I realised I don't acknowledge her. I always try to ask, look for questions, look for intellect, and I forget that I have a mother. I Mm. have a mother who can show me where she's looking at, Mm. show me that her gaze is always directed at her son, Mm. at at the father, her gaze always in line with where the spirit is leading. Mm. And so I think that was one of the very first things that really helped me to remember I have a mother. Mm. I have a mother in faith. uh, And she is someone that I can always go to, I can Mm. always turn to whenever Mm. I am struggling. Or whenever you get the, I get that sense of that disconnect between me and uh, God. You know, I have my mama in that sense. <laughs> right. The second thing I really, really enjoyed about that was um, the analogy she used about the rosary being like a cord mm-hmm. uh, and a thread. Yep. Uh, and I really connected with that because um, it reminded me of a a verse from Hosea eleven, where the writer writes about leading the people back with strings of love. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped me to see that actually the rosary is that string And praying with that, that really land is this journey of being led back Mm. to God Led back to the heart of Jesus by a string of love Mm. Yeah, yeah I think these were the two things
1: Mm. It's very very powerful what you shared Maureen I was also very struck by how when you were saying that uh, Mother Mary is usually portrayed as silent, you know, doing clearing I think in your own words, clearing the things And immediately for me, I was struck by how that really moved me because uh, for quite a long period in my life, uh, Mother Mary, untie of knots or something like that, was such a key figure in my life. And because I think that, I don't know whether many of our readers or listeners can also empathize that I just feel very knotted up, you know, in so many things, right? <laughs> um, and, and sometimes, you know, going for spiritual direction or going for, you know, certain counseling sessions or just chatting with some people, you just realize that your life, right, uh, uh, is... It's, it's so entangled up, you know mm-hmm. And sometimes the more you try, right To unentangle, it The more <laughs> it gets entangled, you know mm-hmm. uh, It's like a fish getting caught in the net, you know And I think what you just shared very beautifully also Is that for me uh, It's also recognising uh, when to be still And when to allow Mary, right To, in your own words, clean up the mess that I've made <laughs> uh, You know, for lack like of a better way of putting it Yeah, yeah. And I think I was really, so really struck by the very beautiful uh, quote that you directed us to to Hosea about the threat of love, you know. I think for me, I don't know about you and I would learn to uh, l- love to hear a bit more from your perspective that how do you, you know, like maybe pray the rosary, you know, lovingly. Uh, for me, uh, I must admit that I struggle. It is not the... Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm those that would, you know, usually go for reflective praise and worship music <laughs> rather than, you know, uh, it's not that I don't like to pray the rosary or say the rosary is just uh, not my uh, natural inclination. So I'm just curious from your perspective, Maureen, how do you, you know, maybe, uh, what, what's your experience of the rosary? Because I don't want to assume that that's like, you know, very lov- a very loving experience for you too, right? So uh, maybe you want to walk us through uh, your experience of it as well?
0: Yeah, um, well, the first I have to share, I also struggle. Mm. I can't say that I pray the rosary every day. <laughs> I can't say that I consciously make time every day to sit. Uh, with Mary in the Rosary but what helps me uh, it's uh, finding pockets of time like similar to what Jessica was writing like when I'm traveling on the MRT or on the mm. bus I've tried and I, this really helps to make a conscious effort instead of like going on my phone because that's like the automatic <laughs> okay like, like down and like okay scroll Insta scroll Facebook you know that like, kind of thing but yep. I really to stop and interestingly stop and replace that with uh praying like a decade or, and thinking of people, I think something that helps me really is to try and think of concrete people that mm. um, I know have asked for my prayers,
1: mm. or
0: I sense um, like there is a stirring in my heart to maybe just pray for that, mm. or even for like a situation at work, and right. to just try uh, to to yeah to pray the. The rosary for that sometimes it helps a lot also to pray in a community so um Mm. i think that's the first way i experienced the rosary Mm. uh, praying in those like neighborhood rosary groups Mm, and it really helps when you have a a a group of people as well right uh, to sit Mm -hmm. yeah the other thing um that i learned is um because i had the privilege to be able to pray the rosary in an international community Mm -hmm. so Learning how to the pray the Hail Marys in different language is something that helps me.
1: Wow. Uh, when
0: I get like, you know, you're really bored. Wow. Then, like, maybe okay, this decade is like uh, in Chinese. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a balance because you have to be very mindful. Like, I mean, for me, sometimes I catch myself. Actually, my brain is just like craving that stimulation. So <laughs> it's fun, you know. It's fun to remember the language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not really staying with Mary. Be- mm-hmm. Then there was the point.
1: Mm, so mm. like,
0: but the sometimes it's like ah, is well, it's difficult. Okay, Mary, I'll pray that, yeah. So I think mm. like finding ways. So movement is another thing that helps. Like, mm. uh, I've tried just going to a park and walking. Wow. Or walking home, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then praying.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I've done
0: that with friends so I think that really that's really nice actually. Very
1: interesting. I yeah. I I I I mean just to just to affirm what you just shared. For me, I think uh what's becoming very apparent for me is. Uh, you're teaching me uh, in particular how to perhaps make the rosary more alive or come to mm. life right that it's yeah. not uh, I, maybe because of my paradigm or how I grew up I tend to associate the rosary purely in meditative uh, a, a space you know like you sit in front of the adoration room and then you just in the adoration room in front of Jesus and then you just pray but mm. I think uh, the first thing that really struck me which is really new knowledge to me and pardon my listen, uh, pardon listeners right uh, uh, whoever's listening to this podcast that yes I, I didn't know about this information until Maureen just shared with me that I think your point, Maureen, when you shared that you think of people and then uh, uh, you pray for them through the rosary, I think that really touched me because I think that makes the rosary or even the prayer a lot more uh, personal, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that anchors the, the the prayer space or prayer time even more beautifully. And I think the other aspects that you mentioned about movement and also about this idea of frame for your for your maybe your work uh, situations and things like that, I think that that also was very striking to me that it's all of this doesn't just make the Threat of love A very conceptual Abstract thing But a very personal uh, And very concrete thing So so thank you for sharing that tip I think that To me is a, a Very big takeaway <laughs> From today's conversation <laughs> Yes yes Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. I'm yeah. glad that's helpful I think that's not new I, I recall I think um, I learned it from I think it's the idea Of a spiritual bouquet mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean don't quote me on this I don't know if the facts are right But I think that The spiritual bouquet Is like you're offering Something like prayers for a person right so Mm -hmm. i remember i had a friend who who shared with me this idea we had a mutual friend who was uh, going through something difficult and then she made this spiritual bouquet Mm -hmm. and mary played such a strong role and i think that's where that's kind of where it comes from yeah but yeah i really connect with that thread like it's really about okay um with mary's like Okay, mommy, you, you I hold your threat but I also bring, you know, I bring the situations, I bring yeah. the yeah. people that yeah. they can also hold your threat, that you can also bring them to to right. Jesus.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I think that is also a very, very profound and very beautiful what you just mm-hmm. shared, Maureen, that it is not this enclosed space between Mother Mary and myself, right? Mm-hmm. But it is bringing my friends and my loved ones along in this space with Mother Mary. I think what you just shared also echoes, I think, uh, page 83 of what mm-hmm. Jessica also wrote, that the rosary is our thread and our lady is our guide, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that emphasis is so beautiful uh, uh, between what you just shared. I think on a, on a, on a more candid note also as well, uh, uh, I really also appreciated what you said about praying the rosary in different languages. Uh, I I don't know any other language to pray the rosary but English. So I think that's an interesting uh, thing to consider. But I also really like how you were able to catch yourself very quickly when it becomes almost like an intellectual exercise or intellectual stimulation for yourself. Uh, I I think I'm very moved by that sense of self-awareness as well as this sense that we can bring uh, just ourselves, all of our imperfections, Mm. our inclinations, our tendencies uh, to our mother. And most probably, Mother Mary will just like, you know, I imagine her to just giggle and just laugh like oh you know there he goes again or there she goes again but it's not a very like you know condescending or uh angry kind of like uh, approach Mm -hmm. but it's more like yeah we are all imperfect we all we all struggle right with um holding this thread in our hands yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. i was just wondering maybe maureen at this juncture what would be one parting note to our listeners in terms of linking the rosary to this lantern season
0: that's a deep question chris
1: okay I don't apologize for that though.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's a question that makes you stop.
1: Mm. And I think
0: what comes to mind is really connecting back to the image of the desert. I mean, mm. I think that was in the beginning of the book, right? Right, right. And the idea that in the desert, we're never, you're never really alone. How I know that is like, you have that cord in your hand. I don't know. I imagine mm. like, you know, the idea of this like monk or before. You know, they have like the yeah. sash of cord or you're holding yes. onto a cord. Right. And really, as you're walking through the, the this desert season of land or the desert season of life, mm-hmm. um, you're never, never really alone. There's always that sense of a nourishment in the the rosary, in right. Mary. And you right. can always go to there. Right. Even when it's difficult to, to have vocal prayer and other kinds of prayer to God, the rosary yep. is there, Mary right. is there. Mm. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much, Maureen. I think that was yeah. very striking too that in our Lenten season, especially in this very troubled time of COVID and of mm. unpleasant uh, uh, things in the world, that we don't go through Lent alone, uh, mm. we go through Lent uh, in communities, but also I think in the context of what we are sharing and what you beautifully raised our awareness to, that we look to the Rosary, we remember Mother Mary's presence and we remember, uh, and we in- include her in our mm. Lenten season. I think that's very, very profound and beautiful. Hmm. Thank you so much for that, Maureen. Yeah, I think with that also, uh, we have come to the end of this particular podcast episode. Uh, we hope you, uh, you are enjoying our Lantern booklet thus far and we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode as well. And so from Maureen and I at Price Center Conversations, uh, we are signing off and hope you continue to have a blessed Lenten here Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.